What is up, everybody? Welcome back. My apologies, first and foremost, for not posting yesterday. I told you guys I'm going to post twice a week. Twice a week. Good start. Good one. Twice a week, and that is still the plan. So I'm going to be posting today and Saturday again. And today, I'm very grateful to have a guest on who's... He was on one of my very first podcasts, I believe, one of my first two or three. Yeah. And he is back. Um, in the beginning, we didn't really talk about his journey, um, his weight loss journey, and just where he's come from when he was... 16, 17, to where he's at now. It's been pretty awesome. So super grateful to have him on, and I'm going to let him introduce himself real quick. Go ahead. My name is Alec Metzger. Um, Dante and I met, as you guys know, when we were when I was about 21, and I have a crazy story, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. There we go. Again, thankful to have you on. I appreciate you being here. It's my pleasure. So you've lost 134 pounds in the past how many years? Uh, since I was... 18 probably, but I, I lost the bulk majority of it within the last three-ish years, three and a half years. Okay, so take me through the timeline of kind of what that looked like in terms of the weight loss. In the last three and a half or all Yeah, I mean all of it, but more importantly, like in the last three and a half, how much has you lost? So yeah. starting in uh, 2012 when I was sent to boarding school, on the day one of being sent to boarding school, I weighed in at 303 pounds. And then once I graduated high school, so two years later, I had gotten down to about 260 this was after two years of high school basketball and a season of soccer as well. And I was in pretty good shape. And then I fell back into old habits and routines, just, you know, trying to chase a, a pipe dream of being a pro gamer. And that and just entailed in me going back to eating pizza rolls, bagels with a pound of cream cheese on the on each half and every other unhealthy food in the book. And I ended up actually ballooning back up to 332 pounds, which was my max weight and what really triggered me to start wanting to lose the weight was um I'll, I'll never forget i was at a pool party at my aunt's house and uh, it was a grill party with a pool party and um and i sat down on a, on a plastic pool chair when it was really flimsy piece of crap mm -hmm. and uh, it just poof, just collapsed underneath me and i think even at my current weight it still would have broken like i just plopped into it like that really is the best word for a plop i like that word by the way and uh, and everyone started laughing and i in that moment was really tired of being the butt of every joke but i went with it because that's just you know self-degrading humor was the way that i coped with it and then a couple of weeks later i had an idea of wanting to play college basketball and so i called my high school coach because he had a lot of connections and he knew what would be needed to do needed to be done and he told me, he was very upfront. He said, Alec, you have a good touch around the rim. However, you're gonna be going up against grown men that are strong, fast, uh, more agile, and you, quite frankly, need to lose the weight. So that day, I went and stepped on the scale and saw 332 pounds, and I was appalled, and I didn't know where to start. So I decided to just eat the same food every single day, which was, at the beginning, was six eggs in the morning with 10 saltine crackers or two rice cakes and that was it lunch and my third meal of the day would be two cans of chicken noodle soup with 10 saltines in both um and then dinner would be three sandwiches that were two pieces of bread and like three four pieces of meat in it which you actually know that i used to do that a lot no saltines in that one no well sometimes <laughs> sometimes if i wanted the texture if i wanted the crunch gotcha. so doing that actually and i didn't go to the gym because i was scared to go to the gym i had really bad gym anxiety which most people that are new to the gym 
from the outside, the gym is a very intimidating place. Real quick, I just want to touch on that because it goes both ways. People that are overweight typically are very intimidated by the gym because they're afraid they're going to be judged. Yeah. And it's the same thing for people that are skinny and don't have any muscle and they're just it's new to them. It's yeah. the same thought process, but you're on two completely different uh, two two completely different ends of the spectrum. So yeah, just I think that's an interesting thing to touch on. But go ahead. Yeah. So I was really scared for that exact reason. I was afraid that everybody was going to be judging me. Little did I know that everybody's very self-absorbed at the gym and everybody has a day one but mm-hmm. that's for another time and so i actually lost my first 45 50 pounds by living a complete sedentary lifestyle and just by being in a caloric deficit and i didn't really mean to i just reduced my portions and i was again just sitting on my computer just playing video games all day but i was i was losing the weight and I eventually hit a plateau, and at the time, my sister was a bodybuilder. So this is now about uh, three and a half years ago, three and a half years ago. And she told me, Alec, you're going to plateau if you don't start going to the gym, which what was happening. So at this point, I was about 45 or 50 pounds down, just reducing portions, and inadvertently, because of that, being in a caloric deficit. And how long did that take to lose the 45? Uh, about four months. Okay, so about just being in a caloric deficit, you lost 45 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my biggest regret at this point was I did not take a day one progress photo or progress photos up until this date. So my very first progress photo was like a week into going to the gym with my sister. But she brought me in and she kind of showed me the ropes. And I didn't, again, I, I wasn't really into lifting at the time. So I kind of just did what she did. And then she went off to Maryland for work or somewhere on the East Coast. And I decided, okay, well, I have a gym membership. I might as well use it. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do was uh, put on my thigh-high basketball socks <laughs> and lace up my shoes. And I would just He has go great in. calves, by the way. Great That's something calves. he's known for. Great calves. Um, all natural. And uh, and I would just go in and just play basketball with no structure, but it was just getting in cardio every day. And I didn't miss a single day for like three and a half months. I was in the gym every single day, Sunday through Monday. Well, Monday through Sunday. And uh, the only day that I stopped was I was uh, at a pickup game one night at the gym and I landed on someone's foot and sprained my ankle. And I was out for three days before I went back and forced myself to start lifting. So fast forward, I didn't change my diet up at all. I was just playing basketball for the first probably seven or eight months. And at that point, I probably had lost about another 20 or 30 pounds. And then I plateaued hard at 250. 250, I plateaued super hard for probably about a year, year and a half up until I met you with Colin. Which was 2018? Yeah, with with Colin. um, it, It wasn't that long. It was probably like seven or eight months rather about how long I plateaued. So Dante and I met at a basketball workout where I was about 250. We hit it off that night. We decided to go to the local community college every single morning and work out. This is where then the workout started to get more intense because I started to have more structure with not only the basketball workouts I was doing, but also with weightlifting had started to become implemented. Again, not too much structure, but I was becoming more comfortable with with the weight side, with the free weights especially, which is typically the most intimidating part of the gym for most new goers is the free weight section. And then during that phase, again, I was eating the same things. You guys, if you ever meet Dante, you can ask him. For months after we met, I would bring these dumbass little sandwiches <laughs> to the gym every single day and maybe a, a, a Quest bar yeah. or something like that. And every day, day in and day out, Dante and I were working out for about five hours a day four or five hours a day, depending on the day. And that was just what I ate. And I was too deep into a deficit. So I was actually storing fat and I wasn't really putting on any lean muscle mass, which took me a long time to realize that until Dante actually 
told me basically, hey, you need to eat more. This is not good, you know. So up until that point, then I finally got down to probably two, 235, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when we got our scholarships. This is fast forward about almost a year at this point, eight to 10 months a year, where we got our scholarships. We went off to North Dakota. And the whole time in North Dakota, I plateaued at about 230. I wasn't counting calories. I just use the excuse of, oh, we're playing basketball every day. Practice is rigorous. We're weightlifting now. Um, just kind of eat whatever you want. Yeah. So, I mean, there would be late night uh, crave cereal sessions, which was awesome. Um, we would get the spicy ramen, which was amazing. And um, let's see what else I have. I mean, just everything. Chips. You know, I didn't – I didn't no boundaries. So, I stayed at about that weight the whole time. I'd fluctuate between 225 and 235 throughout there. I came home. Uh, I was home for a month before North Dakota and California where I went and played my second year of, of junior college basketball. And out there is the same thing. I got down to about 220 and then um, uh, full transparency, I started ingesting the devil's lettuce. It is legal out there in California. Um, and it was a way to, to cope with my anxiety, with my stress, which actually greatly helped me. But that's, again, topic for another time. And uh, I did not control my side of the munchies, and I just would have boxes of Pop-Tarts. So again, it's the same mentality as we were lifting every day. We were having crazy practices. My coach was insane with the running. So I would just eat Pop-Tarts and nachos and microwave pizzas literally every night. No form of nutrition. All delicious things, though. All delicious things. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. Um, and I would, I just sat there at about 225 to 230. And then I actually got injured. I partially tore my meniscus. This was back in December of 2019 when I decided to, uh, to cut my season short because I was out for the season. And I came home. And due to a lot of injury issues I got and uh, depression, I got really... Uh, just absorbed in food was just a coping strategy because that's what always was there for me when I was younger as well and which isn't the healthiest thing of course and so I got back when I got back in January of 2020 I was actually almost 240 almost got back up to 240 I got down to about 227 when quarantine started and then I went back up to about 235 and then since quarantine and uh, you know, getting my, my crap together and up until this point is when I started to really do my research and actually focus on just nutrition and being in a proper deficit while eating ample amounts of protein and, you know, just learning the ins and the outs about how to actually lose weight without crash dieting or yo-yo dieting, which is what I've been struggling with for the last years. And now I am here officially in at 198. I, I fluctuate between 197 and, and 200, 201 right now. So that's where I am now. And uh, that that's from an, from the outside perspective, from a bird's eye view, that is my whole journey. That's a lot of stuff crammed into you know five minutes. But yeah. now you guys at least have some context, and it's been an amazing journey. I've been here for the whole thing, so it's been really cool to see him lose the weight and see just not not only his weight drop, but see his mentality change as well. Yeah. Which is what I want to ask you is what's been for you? What's been the most challenging thing? Because food is an addiction, and yeah. it's, and it was for you, and yeah. for a lot of people to become obese, and a lot of people that are are overweight or heavier set, it is an addiction. So, what do you feel like for you throughout that journey was the hardest part of losing the weight? Um, and what were some of those things that you struggled with, not just physically but mentally? Mentally struggling um, is something that I still struggle with, and a lot of people that are on their weight loss journey struggle with is self confidence. Because when you are so big, your self image of yourself is so negative, and is 
just you're constantly thinking the worst of other people's thoughts about you. So you see somebody and you immediately think, oh, that person looks at me and they just think I'm just this behemoth. I'm just this monster that is extremely overweight. Uh, but the, the really, the most difficult thing was starting was really hard. And we talked about this briefly earlier today is that once you are to a point where you're so big, it's very difficult to get into the mentality of, I'm too far away. It's not possible for me. I can't do this. So that is really the hardest part. And also not knowing what to do because there's so much misinformation out there. You know, I did try intermittent fasting, which isn't a bad thing, but it just doesn't work for me. You know, I, I attempted keto for like two or three days and <laughs> I know I didn't enter ketosis, but I couldn't handle it. But I mean, people were saying it was the fast way to lose weight. You know, crash dieting and just starving yourself is something that almost everybody goes through because they think, oh, the deeper of a deficit I'm in, the faster I'm gonna lose weight, and then that's what I want. I want the results now. So the hardest part is definitely being patient. And even now, um, it's something that I still struggle with is just being patient and sticking to my path and sticking to my plan. You know, everybody wants a six pack. Everybody wants to be shredded. Everybody wants that. And I'm at a point right now where I've been stagnant for so long, but my body is making subtle changes over time. It's really hard to be impatient, but as you said, the addiction thing, it's something that you never really get totally away from. I mean, I still- Something you learn to cope with. Yeah, and I still have triggers, and I'm not perfect. You know, nobody's perfect. I mean, studies show that when you're trying to get off of an addiction, you're likely to relapse once or twice. It's totally normal, and I still have binge nights, you know, where, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll sit in my room, and I'll be having a tough day, maybe, and- it's hard to battle with your head sometimes, and sometimes your head wins and tells you, let's go to Little Caesars and do what was comfortable for us back then where we had no worries, we had no stresses, and let's just eat and we'll worry about it tomorrow, which is another such a, just such another bad mentality of tomorrow I'm gonna start, January 1 I'm gonna start, mm-hmm. next week, next month, because people just keep pushing and pushing, and I think that is the hardest part, that was the hardest part for me is, you know, when I was having a bad day, was not going to Taco Bell, was not going for the pizza rolls that were in the freezer because that's a very hard that instant gratification over. stuff yeah and i think that's a really good point what he said about some people are they feel like they're so far gone that they decide to never start and they just you know stay in it and they just fall deeper and deeper into a hole and i think if you're in that situation it's harder for me to say this because i've never been there but it goes for any addiction Think of the macro, not the micro, because if you're looking at it from a short-term view, you're going to go, okay, it's so much easier for me to just quit and not start this journey and be patient, but what's going to be your life in the long run? That might be okay for a month or two, but down the road for 10, 15, 20 years, how's that going to impact your life? So look at it from a macro perspective, not a micro, and that's for anything in your life, and I think that's an important lesson to take, and Alec did just that, Um, and I'm sure you can attest to the fact that it was a good decision. Best decision I've ever made. Yeah, it's important. Um, so now I wanted to touch on maybe, well, we'll touch on diet first, food and diet. Cause I don't like the word diet. I know you don't either. Yeah. So something you said that was important was the fact that you weren't eating enough food. I used to always tell you that. And the reason being is when you don't eat enough food and you're in such a, a deficit, your body's going to hold on to whatever you do eat because it's not metabolizing properly. Yeah. So if you're eating a thousand calories, you're going to go, Oh my gosh, why am I not anorexic yet? It's because whatever you eat, you're going to be stored as fat. So it's going to go right into your body. So people your body need to understand needs that. fat to live. To live, Doesn't right. You need muscle to live. Correct. So you need to be in a healthy deficit. Um, so talk about, let's talk about foods and diets. What's been some of the foods that you have liked to eat? What have been some of the things that you haven't? And what's been the thing that's been consistent for you in your quote unquote diet? So 
I'm just going to touch base on why I don't like the word diet real quick. And I, the example that I like to compare it to is when somebody says, I'm going to go on a run or I'm going to go on a walk. That implies that that's going to end and then you're going to come back inside and do what you were doing before the run or totally. the walk. Yeah. So when people say, oh, I'm going to go on a diet. Okay, so that means that the diet's going to end and then you're going to go back to eating to what you were doing before, which you're just going to be – this is what causes a yo-yo diet, which causes plenty of other implications and potential eating disorders, which is for another time. <clears throat> So, wait, what was the question again exactly? Just like what have been the foods that you have liked, haven't liked, and what's been your like regimen to lose the weight and just talk about what you eat. Yeah, so lately what I've been doing is, and this is something that's really important, is that you can replace all of your favorite foods with healthier options. And as long as it tastes 80% as good, you're gold. I think you need to say that one more time because so many people glance over that. They're like, oh, yeah, but I'm not going to do it. Say it one more time. You can replace every single one of your favorite foods with a healthier alternative, and if, as long as it's 80% as good, you're gold. Sometimes you, it's just as good, to be yeah, honest. And, yeah, and honestly, like since one of, the, one of the foods I eat every single day that a lot of people know me by is the protein French toast that I eat every- Anabolic French toast. Every single day, yeah. And one of the biggest examples is, for example, full sugar syrup is 110, 120 calories for two tablespoons, yeah. as opposed to sugar-free syrup is five to ten. Yeah, for like a damn bowl. Yeah, and that's a lot. And it's like, now that I've been having the sugar-free syrup, this is just an example, but when I have full sugar syrup, I don't even like, I prefer the sugar-free yeah. syrup. Your body gets accustomed to eating these healthy foods, so fat-free cheese basically are just protein squares because it's... A fraction of the calories, but they keep the protein in it. So the biggest foods that I've been eating lately on a consistent basis is the anabolic French toast. I have the my healthy breakfast shake every single morning that has a lot of good spinach in it and greens. I have a lot of wraps with low calorie carbs. I eat four, sometimes six a day with ample protein. It tastes so good. It's actually unbelievable. I've recently come over a, uh, an, a loaded protein nachos, which nachos are my favorite food of all time. And like a normal plate of nachos can easily round up to be a thousand calories. But like Easy. this is what I've found. I found this on a video on TikTok actually. It's like 350 calories for a big bowl of delicious nachos that is arguably better than like full calorie nachos. Um, salads are great. I mean, I just picked up a big bag of salad this morning for for the first time today, and that's going to become something a part of my 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 daily routine. I mean, there's protein ice cream recipes out there, and the thing about the protein and fiber is that protein and fiber are more satiating, and fiber takes longer to digest, so it's going to keep you full longer, mm -hmm. which is also why when you eat a lot of fiber, you're more bloated because it's taking longer to digest. Um, I mean, honestly, I have protein pizza recipes that are a fraction of the calories, but are super high in protein and have lots of vegetables on it. And over the course of time, I really just have developed a love for fruits and vegetables because you can eat a lot of it and they are so nutritious for you. And another huge difference that I've noticed, especially over the course of the last eight months, probably is how much better your body feels mm -hmm. when you're eating more nutritional foods, as opposed to just being in a deficit, just eating less greasy food, yeah. which is fine. You could do that, but maintaining a proper balance is key. And then sometimes, you know, if I'm really craving some pop tarts or something like that, I can do that and I can fit it into my deficit and I'm fine. And it curbs my sweet tooth for a while. But other than that, like you can get fiber one bars that, taste damn near just like a Pop-Tart that are 70 calories. But, I mean, there's so many foods out there that I like to eat that are low calorie dense, so you can eat a lot of it. 
and then are satiating so you're full all day long. And another huge thing is I drink a lot more water. Water stretches the stomach, makes you feel more full, or when you're hungry, you just get into the habit of going for a walk because most of the time when you're feeling hungry, you're not actually hungry, you're just bored. Yeah. So go for a walk, drink a glass of water, put in a piece of gum, brush your teeth, something that maybe takes the craving away from the food for a little while until you are actually hungry. But I mean, there's so many things out there. But the French toast and the nachos are, are the two staples. Huge, yeah, yeah. And I think people that are listening to this, if you've never quote unquote dieted or you don't have a regimen that you stick to and you kind of just eat different things every day, it's not bad to have variety. But I think it is important to have some of your staples that are your go tos. Like for us, every morning, I know we both do a green smoothie, mm-hmm. um, and I drink carrot juice. Those are two things that I don't go without it's gross yeah the carrot juice is carrot turmeric and it's pretty gross but it's really good for you so i do it anyways yeah. and then i cram my spinach into my uh into my smoothie it's a, it's a healthy smoothie but, but i like spinach i have i, I do too i just the taste of it it's I'm, easier for me to put it into the yeah. smoothie because i can eat a lot more of it and not even taste it yeah so but i think it's important for people to have um just try different things i know for me like i was vegan for a few months um i tried intermittent fasting I've tried different things and and throughout that process, I've just found what works for me and what I like. Um, And now, you know, I try and have variety in my meals and just eat different things. Biggest thing I'll say is not eating processed food (laughs) because your body will feel a lot better. Make sure you're eating nutritious things that um, that are, you know, just rich in, in natural things, just stuff. And you don't have to eat organic necessarily, but try and eat foods from sources that you know where it's coming from is important, I would say. And then, like you said, eating satiating foods, so things that are dense in fiber and protein helps a lot, and you're not going to have that, that binge feeling where you have to eat constantly if you're eating foods that are going to keep you full or longer. So yeah. that's really important, especially if you're someone that loves food like I do. Now I eat you know, in a decent deficit just so I can maintain being lean year-round. So that's kind of hard for me because I love food, food and I like to good. eat a lot, <laughs> and food is good, but... Now I'm just to the point kind of like where you're at where I just try and find the foods that I love to eat and that keep me really full and I'm good. And it's funny because it's like now I'm in such a bigger deficit than I used to be, but I'm actually eating more volume yeah. because of the replacement foods that I found that are lower calories. So I'm actually eating a lot more. Like I eat five or six meals a day to yeah. remain in like a, a three to six hundred ish deficit every single day. It's crazy. I'm full all day long. No, I feel the same way, and I I'm kind of on a new regimen of what I've than what I've been on because I cut down you know four five hundred calories from where I was, and I've just found those foods that are good. And I actually just ate before this. I ate um, Ben's Ready Rice. You just put it in the microwave, which yeah. I hate the microwave, but it is what it is. Um, you put it in there for like ninety seconds. I did that, and then I did two servings, which is like one hundred and twelve grams of of chicken, and the whole thing was three hundred calories with like. 20 something grams of protein and that's just a snack but it kept me full yeah and i'll be full until dinner so yeah just finding those things that work for you try different stuff and it's really important too that you don't just eat the same foods every day for a long, for an extended amount of time because your body's going to get used to those foods and you need some variety so have your staples but maybe mix up your protein sources every once in a while yeah mix up your vegetables your fruits it's really important for your body um to adapt and get not just get used to like you know, three main foods. So. Yeah, because you're going to get bored, which is the same reason as people that stick to such strict diets, chicken, broccoli, rice, every single meal. Yeah. You're going, everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody has a certain amount of willpower, and at some point you're going to break. And when you break, you're going to indulge in everything that you have wanted that you've been restricting yourself from. Mm-hmm. So if you have no variety, even though you may like those foods, 
over a period of time, you start to get bored of food. So like once a week, yeah. I'll, I'll take a day where I don't have my French toast. And then like the day after that, it kind of reinvigorates my love for it again, even though, you know, over time, it, I forget the term for it, but your taste buds actually do get used to the taste of foods if you've been either eating it, A, for a long time in one meal. So mm-hmm. if you're eating a lot of one food in one meal, it's not last bite, best bite. It's technically yeah. first bite, best bite. <laughs> or if you've been eating it, every single day for a certain amount of time, you're going to start to, oh man, I have to eat that again. Yeah. It's no longer, that's what I you get don't want. to eat that. It should be, I get to eat this. I'm excited to eat this. My body's excited to eat this. Yeah. And that's what you don't want. That's the point is just creating longevity with your, your eating habits. I'm not going to say diet anymore because you want to go for the long haul. Like what can I eat for the rest of my life that I'm going to enjoy? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different approaches on it. You know, I was, I'm a person that hates counting my calories. I just don't like to live my life that way. But what I do think is important is for you to track maybe for a week, then you have an idea of what you're eating and then try and eat the same foods. And then for me, like I know I have my breakfast because I eat the same thing every day and my lunch. So I know exactly what those calories are, what my proteins are. I know all my macros. Yeah. So anything I eat after that, I just have to add on top of it. So I have an idea of what I'm eating. And the longer that you do it, you start to get better at like eyeballing serving sizes, for example. Like Yeah. Like I can literally tell you the chicken I eat has 110 calories. So I do two servings of that and it's, uh, I think it's 44 grams of protein. Oh. Um, but yeah, 220. And I can tell you in grams too, it's 224 grams. So like you start to pick up those things and, and notice them. So um, maybe track for, even if you track for a day and you're going to eat the same things, it'll help you a lot. Just write it down so you have an idea. And then you can even, you know, my fitness pal is great. Yeah. You can track all your stuff in there. Um, and you can start to learn how to measure foods. It's really not that hard. I remember I used to be so confused. I would watch videos and I was like, how do people count their macros? It makes no <laughs> sense to me. And then you get a scale and it's not hard at all. You just have to learn how to read labels, learn how to do the math. And then you can even use my fitness pal. Like you can, if you cut a banana and you weigh it, and let's just say it's 36 grams, you can then go into my fitness pal and say, what's the macros for 36 grams of a banana? Yeah. No, you can you. literally track it down to a T. So it's not that hard. It's just something like anything else. You just have to start, figure it out, and get some experience with it. It becomes that much easier. So yeah. if you're scared, don't don't be scared. Everyone starts not knowing what the heck to do. And it's just like the gym. It's intimidating. You're like, everyone's going to make fun of me. I'm going to feel like an idiot. You just got to start. But in reality, it's like when I'm at the gym, and if I see somebody that's clearly new to the gym, in my mind, I'm like rooting for that person. I feel the same way. Unfortunately, there's other people that probably wouldn't. But I think probably 90% of people would be in the, in that same boat, like that you're rooting for the person that's new. You want to help them. Yeah. And if so, here's another thing too, because I used to get corrected when I was very first lifting when I was like 15 or 16. And I hate it when people do that. I was like, don't tell me I know what I'm doing. And you have to humble yourself because yeah. I had no clue what I was doing. So if someone very experienced comes up to you and tries to give you tips and pointers, listen to them because it's, it's in your best interest. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind and it's not, you know, I think the reason people do that psychologically is just cause you don't want to feel stupid. So you're like, you want to act, ego, yeah, you want to act like you know what you're doing. I you heard a quote where it said, um, having your ego bruised is really just, it's a blessing for the soul. Like in the moment it sucks, mm-hmm. but after that, once you get over it and you've applied the lesson, like somebody corrects your form and then you notice an improvement. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, yeah. For that couple of seconds, it sucked and I felt like a dummy, but yeah. now it's, it's going to help much you. better. Yeah. I even noticed that, uh, when I was 18, I think some, he was massive. He was really ripped and I was doing, um, incline dumbbell curls, bicep curls. And my form was a little off cause I was fairly new to lifting at the time. And he had come up to me and he literally showed me like step by step what to do. 
And I was listening, but I was like half, <laughs> I was like half listening. I was like, fuck this guy. But now it was funny, like three, probably like a month ago, month and a half ago, I was in the gym doing dumbbell incline curls. And I remember to this day what he told me. So it's just what you said. It's like in the moment, it's a bruised ego, but it helps you in the long run. Yeah. If you actually pay attention and humble yourself. So you have to be willing keep that to in mind. mind. Yeah. So just to uh, conclude on the weight loss thing, what would be like, if you could maybe give like two or three tips overall. Um, what would that be to someone that was in your shoes or someone that's maybe even, you know, four, 400 pounds, 450 pounds, whatever, whatever it is. First, taking a day one photo, mm. not looking at it every day though. You want to take your progress photos once a week and put it in a place where you're not going to look at it every now and then. Maybe you look at it once every two months. And the reason behind this is because we are, as human beings are so hypercritical of ourselves and we only notice the flaws. We don't notice the great things about ourselves. We don't notice how beautiful we are. But the thing is, is that when you're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day, hundreds of times, whether it be in a reflection in a window, actually in a mirror, in a picture of yourself, you're only going to look at the bad things. And when you're doing that day after day, you're, gonna, you're not going to notice the subtle differences because weight loss is not linear, A, and B, it's not fast. You're not going to reverse years or months or decades of unhealthy eating and habits in a couple of weeks. So keep that in mind. But taking progress photos every single week, in the morning after you use the restroom because this is the closest to your true weight you're gonna be, and then down the road after a month or two of doing this, start going back and looking at it. Maybe your love handles are a little bit smaller. Maybe your chest, if you're a man, is a little bit tighter. Maybe your face is a little bit more defined. Your jaw's starting to come in. Maybe your legs are starting to appear a little tighter. It's the little things that you don't notice when you're looking in the mirror every single day. And then the second thing is, and you actually briefly uh, spoke about this for a second, is lists are so damn powerful. Mm -hmm. If you make a list of what you are going to eat tomorrow, you are so less likely to go away from that list. Because if you don't, and then it comes dinner time, and you're hungry, and then you go into the fridge, and you don't have a plan of what you're gonna eat, you're gonna go to what's convenient and what's comfortable in that moment. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have a list that says, this is what I'm going to eat, and if you can meal prep where you can cook the meal before, that's even better. But the list is, is essential because then you can go and look, okay, this is what I told myself I'm gonna eat, and if you've been following it all day and you're checking it off after your snacks or after the meals, you're starting to get a sense of fulfillment and completion. So you're only gonna be more motivated to finish the day out strong with what you wrote down. Now, if you made the meal, that's even better because then it's like, okay, I don't even have to think about it. I already have the meal made. You yeah. just pop in the microwave, pop in the oven or whatever you need to do or just eat it and then you're done. That's it. Those two things along with drinking water because water is so, so freaking underrated and getting proper sleep is also really important too. I mean, you're not gonna notice a huge difference, but when you're in a deficit, your body's expending more energy than you're taking in, so you need as much as you can get. So sleep is very important. But the main two things are progress photos and lists. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you're gonna do, whether it be working out or cons uh, food consumption, having in advance, knowing what you're going to be doing, you're gonna be setting yourself up with so much more success. And I know how tedious that that can be, but if you are disciplined and diligent enough at the beginning, that will become a habit, and then you're gonna do it without even thinking about it, and weight loss just gets easier and easier the further in that you go because you start, you're starting to see results, you're starting to feel more confident about your ability to do this, 
and you're just going to be starting to feel a little bit happier as you go. So those two things are, are crucial in my opinion. I agree. And I think it's just important with anything in life to be regimented and to have an idea of where you're going because you can't get to that goal if you don't know the path to get there. So yeah. you have to have an end goal in mind, but don't get and, stuck on that. And yeah. short-term goals. And short-term, short-term goals. goals. So you have to be in the moment and understand that where you're at in your journey, don't judge yourself there. Judge yourself on where you're going. Mm-hmm. So love yourself throughout the entire journey as hard as that is. And like you said, we're often our biggest critics, so take the progress photos, understand that you are improving, and don't be too hard on yourself. I think you need to be critical so that you can improve, but don't be so critical to the point where you just want to quit. And reward yourself. Yeah, reward yourself. On a Saturday, go get a, a delicious smoothie mm-hmm. or something. You know, hey, you know I've been really good this week, I deserve a smoothie, or I deserve my favorite treat. There's nothing wrong with that, Having doing that every once in a while. No, not at all. Um... So yeah, I think that was a lot of good info and I know I've had a lot of people ask me about my nutrition and my workout stuff and a lot of people that follow me follow you. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that don't know, um, Alec is actually on TikTok. You had 185,000 now? Yeah, almost 190. 190,000 followers. Uh, He blew up pretty quick and he's just been sharing his fitness journey and taking people along and he's helped a ton of people in that process. And through that... um, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this, but just briefly, we're going to touch on it. Uh, we decided to start a couple things. Um, one being our fitness line, which is called Lumina and or Lumina Fitness, but we're going to call it short Lumina. Yeah. And really our overall goal with that, and you can touch on this too, is just to, we noticed in the industry and in a lot of brands, they're not inclusive of everyone. And I think the reason being, you know, when someone goes on to a website or a fitness website, if you click on the page and you see someone that's, you know, very overweight, that's not motivating for you. Right. And we want to find a balance between that because we want everyone to feel included. And like I said, understand that wherever you're at in your journey, um, you need to love yourself for that and not judge yourself in that moment, but where you're going. And we want to be there to support you in it. So along with Lumina, uh, you know, the clothing line, we also want to start an app and more importantly, a community mm-hmm. where people can talk, we can help, um, from where we've been out on our fitness journeys, Alec can help a ton with the weight loss and just help people feel included because we don't want people to feel like they're alone in that process. So many people do and that's why they quit. Yeah. So we want to be there for them, help you guys throughout anything or wherever you're at in your journey. We just want to be there for you. And we want people to meet other people as well because if you can meet someone on a similar journey and you guys can share your stories, it's just one more reason to keep going Yeah. and push each other. So. We are in the process of uh, starting our app and developing that and getting everything organized. So that will be launching probably in about a month or so. And then our clothing line is actually underway, our women's line. So it's called Lumina, but the first women's line is going to be under an all-earned category. And that should be here in about the next week, Yeah, I believe. Very soon. So that's that's going to be up in the next two, three weeks. Um, Those will be up for sale. And then the men's stuff we're in the process of getting at the moment. So that stuff will be up soon as well. So stay tuned for that. But just want to give you guys an insight on that. Anything you want to touch on that? The biggest thing that I'm really excited for is, as far as this app goes and the community goes, is that studies and science proves that communities of like-minded individuals proves higher success rates. So we're looking for communities of people that are all in, as he said, in on, on similar journeys, whether it be for mental growth, physical growth, in any direction. And if you're surrounded by other people that are in the same boat as you are, you're much more likely to succeed. And if you can be guided by people that know what they're doing, you know, Dante is one of the most knowledgeable individuals on planet Earth at such a young age. <laughs> Thank you. And with the things that I've learned and the research that I've done, 
I think that we can truly, as a collective, not just the two of us, but everybody being coming together and being one is just going to amount to great success for every individual out there that wants to be a part of it. And so I'm super excited for that. And Lumina, as, as he said before, I, well, the definition of it is like being in between two points, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that because, as you said, when you go to fitness pages, you are seeing that 0.1% of people that have achieved that physique. Whether it be actually right. possible without, without PEDs or, uh, or drugs or anything like that. Everybody wants to be there, but nobody is really there. Everybody yeah. is on their journey, whether they be their day one or their one day away. And those are the people that we want to help because we're in that same boat. We've both been in that same boat. Mm -hmm. And everybody is in that boat. And we want to see everybody succeed. And that's what Lumina is all about is just finding some form of success, whether it be today and this week, this month, this year. But just, just being better than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it. And having that community to rebound on. And like he said, it's not just the physical part of things, but more importantly, in my opinion, is the mental side. Absolutely. Because once you can master that, you know, going to the gym, uh, doing your cardio, eating the right foods becomes habitual and you don't even have to think about it. It becomes something that you actually want to do. And it doesn't even have to just be about food. It could be about anything in life. Anything, yeah. Your promotion that you may be going for, uh, becoming further along in your life in terms of finances, um, you know, relationship statuses or, or you know, anything that applies to literally everything mm -hmm. and i think that we we're going to do amazing things as this community and i hope that you can be a part of it yeah we're super excited for that so um let me know what you guys think about that you can even dm me before that gets going uh it's going to be going up regardless but i want to hear your guys's input on that and let me know if there's anything you want us to add to it if there's any ideas that you might have i'd be happy to get your guys's feedback and you can also um send that stuff to alec as well if you want to plug your instagram real quick uh yeah my instagram is at alec fitness underscore perfect and tiktok at Alec Fitness. Perfect. And he has his own uh, coaching program as well. He has his uh, cooking guide. So if you guys want to go check that out, he also has his supplements, which I actually just tagged in my recent YouTube video because um, yeah. I mentioned it. So if you want to check out any of that stuff, go to his Instagram or his TikTok and click on his bio. With that being said, last question I have for you, um, and it's it's one that's going to make you dig deep, and I'm going to put you on the spot. All but right, all right. if you were to die tomorrow and you could only do one thing, what would that be? And what would be the last message you'd leave to to everyone around you and your loved ones? So is this I'm dying or is the world You're dying. dying. Okay, so so you got me. one day to live. There's only one more thing that you could do. What would it be? I would want to spend time with my heroes. And that is my parents and you and Rodrigo even. And then um, one message that I would leave to everybody is something that I, I tell myself every day. And that's do something today that your future self will be proud of. And constantly be in competition with yourself. But really, even if it's something small, just getting on the floor and doing 10 push-ups tonight, even if that's all that you did, tomorrow you'll be proud of yourself for doing that. Or let's say that you write out your list for your goals for tomorrow just to be better. I think that's something that's so important. And just striving to move forward. So my message would be do something right now, today, that you'll be proud of tomorrow. But yeah, I'd want to spend good. time with my heroes, yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate that. That was a good a good answer. Um, I'm always curious to see what people's answers are to that because I put them on the spot. So. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I know people get nervous, but no, I think it helps just – I help with things – like it helps you dig deep and find something that's meaningful to you when you answer when it's yeah. just on the spot. So yeah. appreciate the answer, and I appreciate you coming on. Um, I think that message is going to help a lot of people, so I'm looking forward to getting your guys' feedback. 
And like I said, go check out Alex's stuff on TikTok and Instagram. He'd be happy to answer any questions you guys have and just engage with you guys. So look forward to everything coming in the future. I love you guys and tune in for Saturday's episode as well. Peace. Peace.